2: Yay, Networks.
1: Love Letters, Love Letters to
0: Kelly.
2: Ah, oh, check that out. Welcome to another episode of the Love Letters to Kelly podcast. I'm Kelly Raspberry. This is Robert Airman, my producer and favorite letter reader ever. Hola. Hola, and that voice actually... Robert, that belonged to one man. That was Tommy King. His wife encouraged him to record the Love Letters to Kelly jingle. He did. I'm so glad he did. I love that spin on it. Yeah. I love when people put a little uh, spin on the Love Letters to Kelly jingle. There's so many
1: talented people out there.
2: Seriously. So if you want to put your spin on it, we'd love to hear you sing next week's jingle. You can submit that at loveletterstokelly.com. It's also where you can send us all of your letters. And remember, here's the thing about Love Letters to Kelly. It's interactive, you know, and I'd love it if you want us to call you to get more information because sometimes, you know, I need more details to give you my best advice and, you know, what I would do in your situation. So if you'd like for us to maybe call you, include your phone number. And um, if you'd like to maybe get Robert's perspective, sometimes that's great. Sometimes I turn to Robert when I need a little help. And what else, Robert? What should we uh, also tell him to put in that letter?
1: Whether you want it read on the podcast, on the radio show, or where you would prefer it to be... uh, shared
2: that's right because love letters to kelly you know is also on the kid Kratic morning show uh we do that every monday and wednesday but every wednesday 10 a.m central uh we drop the love letters to kelly podcast we just i've got so much advice to give i'm trying to give it everywhere i can <laughs> but anyway we need your letters to keep the show going so please keep sending those in at loveletters letters to kelly.com so got a good batch this week robert
1: i think so would it make you nervous if i told you we had a licensed therapist on the phone.
2: Oh, to comment on what I said? That would make me just a tad nervous, but like <laughs> I've said before, let me just say this before. I am not a licensed therapist. <laughs> I have not been to any psychology classes, therapist classes, nothing. This is just advice I give based on things I've gone through in my life, mm-hmm. things my girlfriends or other friends have gone through, and what I've witnessed you know, them struggle through, and You know, it's basically what I would do or what I've been through and what I've done. So listen, sometimes I'm not going to get it right. Um, And I do. Yes, Robert, now you've got me. I'm kind of pitting out, honestly. I'm I'm a little nervous. I don't know if you picked that up in the sound of my voice.
1: (laughs) Well, let's see what she said.
2: Oh, Lord. Okay. Here we go.
1: All right. It says, Hi, Kelly. I'm a licensed therapist in the oh. DFW area. Okay. And I wanted to reach out and say that a lot of your advice is spot on. Oh, okay. Thank
2: you. Except, is <laughs> on, there a on but? What,
1: on what I would tell my clients. And is there no, a but? <laughs> with just a master's, I'm not a doctor, unfortunately, just a therapist. I also do sometimes use your advice in sessions. Oh. Although technically, we're not allowed to advise most of the time. Keep oh. up the great work. Enjoy the morning show and the podcast. Jamie, who joins us on the phone.
2: I'm so relieved. (laughs) I was afraid you were going to say you gave the worst advice ever. But Jamie, that's very interesting. As a therapist, you're not supposed to give advice?
0: No, we're supposed to guide people. So we're assuming that they already kind of know what they're supposed to do. And so we kind of help like do pros and cons and... Ask them, do you really think that's the best thing? Or is there another perspective to the situation? But straight up, sometimes I do because I just hate to see people in really terrible situations. So right. sometimes, I do, yes. But we're not supposed to.
2: You know, I, I guess now looking back, yeah, they are trying to help you reach your own conclusion. Like if you tell someone to break up with
0: somebody or do something and they do it and it turns out really bad. Right. They should, like, go after
2: you. So right.
0: Not technically
2: advisable i guess okay well that's interesting so we to tell get, everyone
1: to break up with them right <laughs> but i mean
2: you know what robert honestly and um i've often thought about when i do give advice to someone to do something you know do something drastic like break up dump him i'm sometimes afraid that somebody's gonna meet me in the parking lot and said you told her to break up with me you know and i'm <laughs> I've not had that happen, but I have had that in the back of my mind a few times with some of these letters, because some of them are very serious situations, yeah. mm-hmm. and um and it makes me kind of nervous for the person writing it, and also a little nervous for myself. Have you ever experienced anything a little bit like that? I haven't, because I do most of my counseling
0: um, online, mm. so thankfully. nobody. Oh, so you're knows. one of those apps?
2: Yeah, I do, yeah. That's interesting. So we're actually, so this is the type of therapist, if anyone's listening when we do those spots, this is one of the types of therapists you'd be talking to. That's fun. So I have to ask, because my ego can't stand it. I have to ask. Sure. <laughs> what have okay. I said that you have been able to, You, I mean, is there anything that stands out? I'm not going to ask you to go down a whole list of things. Maybe it's only one thing sure. that I've said that you thought applied to some of your therapy sessions?
0: Well, um, a lot of the situations where they're like, my husband doesn't work, or he's not putting in effort, and he's not dating me, and you're like, okay, so what are you trying to save? Right, what are you
2: trying to save here? Okay, great. Yeah, I do that, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what Kelly Raspberry would say. Ah! (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) Now, you know how a lot of times at college, they give like a degree for people who maybe have enough life experience, they give them a degree in whatever field of study it is. Do you think I've put enough mm-hmm. hours in as Love Letters to Kelly to be a licensed therapist? I do. Yes, hmm. I, I I'm approve. Gonna, I'm going to look into that. But then here's the problem, Robert. If I become a licensed therapist, I can't tell people what to do. True. It's like Oprah says True. when people say she wants to run for president. She said, I'm freer and I can do better without being in political office because when you get into politics and get that title, then your hands are somewhat tied. So I think I'm going to not be a professional. How about that? It's for the greater yeah, I mean, good. Are you be a life coach? See, now somebody tried to get me with a life coach one time. <laughs> that didn't go well, but maybe it wasn't the right life coach.
1: Hmm.
2: I'm going to give that some thought. I'm going to give that some mm. thought. Or maybe I'll just keep doing Love Letters to Kelly, the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, keep keep doing that. I like it. I love it. It's awesome. I appreciate your writing in so much. That made my day. I was a little nervous when Robert told me we were calling you, but I feel better now. Thank you very much. No, no problem. You're so welcome. (laughs) <laughs> Who, robert had me sweating now i'm sure there's the flip side there might be a therapist saying what exactly you know so yeah i guess i have to say i can't always get the complimentary emails you can always send us the bad ones too
1: robert will read them trust me oh yeah <laughs> dear kelly you are the love expert i am last year the man i thought i would one day marry suddenly broke up with me we had been together two years and we were talking about living together and moving forward with our relationship He said he was just too stressed out thinking about living together and that he could just never see himself married. I was crushed. Fast forward eight months later, I'm terrified to date because of the fear of falling for the wrong person again, and my ex, well, he's now married. Yeah. And yes, we've only been broken up eight months. I know a man doesn't define my worth, but I can't help but feel so stupid for giving so much of myself to someone who did not want to do the same with me and more so for not even seeing that. How am I supposed to get past the feelings of regret and get comfortable dating again? Whitney.
2: Well, Whitney, you just got to do it. You got to jump back in. Let me tell you, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen in my own life where a couple breaks up because it gets to that point where it's pooper, get off the pot. We've all heard that a little, you know, put a little even more vulgar than that. And a guy decides I'm out because they realize, you know, this just isn't the woman I want to marry. And that it's not anything to do with your self-worth. He just doesn't see it as his forever match for whatever reason. That doesn't mean you're not a good person. That doesn't mean you're not a great kisser or good in bed or a great housekeeper whatever reason it is he just didn't feel it and man robert how many times have you seen that where a long-term couple breaks up and the next woman he meets he marries Boom. it's like you see that all the time and i don't know i'm not a, an expert i know there's some psychology behind that but i don't know what that is but i see it happen time and time again but you have to realize Yeah, you need to, that's a shock to your system. You were probably holding on hope that he was gonna come back. Well, you know what? He closed that door for you. And in a way, that's a good thing. Now you have clarity, you have closure in the way of, you know, he's telling you I'm really done by marrying another woman, but don't, I know it's hard, but try not to take that personally. You are perfect for someone else. You're probably perfect for about six or seven more people. You just have to give them all a chance. Because, I, I I, mean, Robert, speaking for us, we've both been in love more than once, right? Oh, yeah. It can happen. And, you know, people say, well, I only believe in, you know, people that have been married to one person for 50 years are like, well, that's my soulmate. Well, that's great. And and I love that love story. And I love that idea. But um, I believe it's possible to have more than one person that you can Connect with on that soul level that spiritual connection like everything just all the moving parts fit beautifully into place he just didn't feel that with you so my advice is to just get yourself gussied up get back out there it's swipe around do what you need to do get involved in um, I don't know, join some sort of organization, get involved in your church, go hang out at, you know, the same coffee shop every day. So you start seeing the same people. And eventually that leads to conversations now that we're able to start sitting in places again together and you're just going to have to move forward. But yeah, it's going to be a little scary. Every first date is a little scary, right? It's those fun little butterflies and the nerves that I don't get to experience anymore because now I'm married. And sometimes, you know, that little fun mystery and the excitement of what's not known, the, the the possibilities. That's fun. So, um, I guess it's just a matter of changing your perspective moving
1: forward. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I hope so. My (laughs) ex-boyfriend and I were dating for seven months during which time he got into grad school halfway across the country. We decided not to try long distance and break up, but talk nearly every day. Should I tell him I still have feelings? And that's from Stephanie who joins us on the phone.
2: Hey, Stephanie. Hi, how are you guys? I'm doing great. So, How are you feeling today? Um, Overall, pretty good. I'm excited to be talking with you guys, get some help with my love life. So um, your boyfriend's been away at school for how many months now, was it? He moved there about five months ago. How much longer is he expected to be away? So this program has another year or so to go. Ew, that's a long time. Well, was the ar- arrangement was break up permanently or break up, date other people, and if we're meant to be, we come back together? That's two different things. More of the second, like break up, give each other options to see other people, and go from there. And you just don't want to date other people? No. I try
0: to put myself out there, and dating's exhausting, if I'm honest. <laughs> it is. Amen.
2: It is exhausting, and it's more exhausting, I think, for the men, because, you know, if... You ladies listening to me subscribe to the Kelly Raspberry School of Dating. The man always pays for that first date, right? And so a lot of men, it's especially with the dating apps, it gets to be a very expensive proposition. But, you know, I always look to, whenever I hear about these long-distance relationships, Robert, who do I always refer to?
1: Matthew Hussey.
2: No, oh. Nick Adams. Oh, Nick Adams. <laughs>
1: no for long distance
2: relationships because yeah because nick who's the produce one of the producers um on the kid Craddock morning show he and his high school sweetheart both uh went away to four year colleges and they had the agreement that we're going to enjoy college life we're going to date other people and you know I don't know how Robert I don't remember him saying exactly how much they kept in contact for those four years
1: Um, a little bit but not much I mean I know they both dated other people
2: yeah they both dated other people they got to have that fun experience because they didn't have to worry Oh, my boyfriend's gonna be mad if I go to this party or he's gonna mm-hmm. be wondering you know who she out with and she should be calling me every night you know so there wasn't that pressure on them and then at the end of the four years what happened they got back together and they ended up getting engaged getting married having two kids but they gave themselves permission to explore other options during that time and so let's just say he's got another year and it sounds like you know it it could work out who knows but right now it sounds like you are both keeping it on a kind of friendly surface level because if you're not talking about future and feelings it sounds like you're asking me for permission to bring it up well, yeah, you should bring it up if you need some clarity on that, because do you know if he's dating other people? From what I've
0: um, been told in our conversations, it seems like he's not dating anyone else. And then he's, you know, brought it up so that, you know, like he misses me and what, our time together and stuff like that.
2: How far away is his uh, school from you? Um,
0: about 32 hours via car.
2: Oh, my uh. gosh, that's horrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that still in the same country? Yeah, surprisingly, yes. It's because Texas is so large.
2: Yeah. Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, unless
2: you're willing just to sit there for a year and hope that this, that he comes back to you or you go, end up going to him. And there's no possibility. Of, well, I, I, like I say, I wouldn't pick up and go to him without a ring and a date. But go ahead and just have a conversation with him because I think you need to have some clarity on where he feels like the relationship stands like you know we've got another year ahead of us honey and um i love talking to you and everything but are we putting our lives on hold why don't we like do the the agreement nick had with his girlfriend blair say you know would just ask him if he would be open to that do you want to maybe date other people he might be too busy with medical school Mm -hmm. i don't know and just say would you do you want to date other people? Are you happy with the way things? Maybe that's it. Just like a little progress report on how things are going after five months. How do you feel things are going? Are you happy the way things are? Do you feel like it's just kind of up in the air? Um, do you want to keep things status quo? Are you open to the idea of maybe just getting out there and dating other people?
0: No, that's a good idea. I like that. Just
2: not A progress report. About,
0: but yeah, yeah, a little check-in.
2: I appreciate it. All right, good, good luck. luck. I hope it okay. works out for you. Whatever works out is going to be the way it's supposed to work out. Yeah, I'll i for report back so you know. Okay, thank you. Love letters,
0: love letters to
1: Kelly.
2: Robert, you know, I've been looking for a new game to play yep. on my phone. Because, you know, sometimes I just need to mix it up a little bit. Not that I don't love, you know, everything I've been playing. But you got anything good for me?
1: I do. A game right up your alley. It makes you think. And you love murder mysteries, right?
2: I do. Those are my favorite like, podcasts to listen to.
1: Yeah. There's romance, too, in this game. It's called June's Journey, uh-huh. and it's a hidden object murder mystery game. It's, oh, I love that. And it's set in the Roaring Twenties. You play June Parker. She's an amateur detective investigating the mysterious death of her sister Claire and Claire's husband, Harry.
2: Oh. Yeah.
1: I've been playing a lot. Yeah, I've made it to chapter two. I'm at the speakeasy, and Claire and Harry's daughter's with me, Virginia. She fell through a secret trap door while we were searching the grounds for clues. I'm all in. There's I a secret in. trap
2: door there in the was. speakeasy? Yes.
1: So we found a lot of whiskey, and now we're on Harry's yacht, and the FBI guy's there.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. we got. Three. And that's
2: only in chapter two?
1: I know. I've got three of the ten clues so far in chapter two, and I, hopefully I'll get a few more answers today.
2: You know, this sounds like right up my alley. Is yeah, it free?
1: It is. 30 million fans around the world have downloaded the free app. Phone or tablet play? Awaken your inner detective with June's Journey. What you do is you search for hidden objects and collect clues to solve the mystery. So you have to observe. You rely on your memory and logic skills, too. So endless hours of fun and thousands of intricate scenes and new chapters every week. So download June's Journey free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. I, I did it while you were talking. There you go. June looks just like Courtney Cox. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I have been best friends with Amy for around 17 years. Okay. When I was married, we as couples would all hang out all the time. We became very close and spent pretty much every weekend together. Then my husband and I divorced about seven years ago. My ex was a cheater and master manipulator, but was a fun guy. I say fun guy because I get that people want to hang out and see him. They now occasionally go to dinner with him and his new wife. I was very in love with my now ex Thankfully, Amy and her husband were there to help me through my sadness and pain. I'm extremely happy in my marriage now... But it just really upsets me that they want to hang out with my ex.
2: But he's a fun guy.
1: My question is, am I wrong to ask my best friend to please stop hanging out with him? Signed, am I being too emotional?
2: I wouldn't do that. I mean, that's not, I I wouldn't put that on her because, you know, her husband probably really likes the guy. We all have, you know, my husband has a friend we call Bad Influence Jeff. You know, you have that guy, he's just a fun time, good guy. Um, I'm not saying Jeff's a cheater or anything, (laughs) but I'm just saying he's that fun guy, and you know, you're going to put her in a really tough spot. You know she's uncomfortable um, and probably avoids bringing it up when she's around you. I was going to say,
1: that's a different thing if she constantly brings it up. Yes,
2: Um, I would imagine that she probably realizes it's a sore spot with you unless unless she's oblivious and she's just talking about, oh, we saw your ex-husband, he's so fabulous and his wife is the best. That's a different conversation. But it wouldn't, you know, like, if she's not talking about it to you, Just don't bring it up. But if she is bringing it up to you about having dinner with your ex, just say, Amy, I love you so much, but it's just, you know, I know we've all moved on, but it just, I don't like hearing about it. And I mean, I'm not telling you who you can and can't be friends with, because that's not really fair. I don't like it when people try to pull that stunt with me. I have friends in my life and people are like, why are you friends with that person? Because for, you know, because my relationship with that person is different than what your relationship with that person is. And, you know, it's completely different. And, you know, we all have those friends that, but I don't want to have to pick and choose and don't put her in that position because she might be, like I said, unless she's just throwing it in your face all the time. I was going to say, do you
1: ask her not to tag them on social? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's just, that's awkward, you know, it's just so awkward.
2: But if she's doing things, you know, you don't have to, I mean, if it's causing you that much drama, just tell her, if, if she's bringing it up, ask her to please just say, you know what, I, my heart's just not able to handle it. I, and if you just don't bring it up around me, I'm not telling, like I said, I'm not telling you you can't be friends with them. But I just, you know, it just kind of hurts a little bit when I have to hear about it.
1: I think it so, would be kind of weird, though, to be the ex-husband's new wife and hang out with the ex-wife's best friend. Does that make sense? <sighs>
2: I think the new wife is kind of oblivious to all that sometimes unless she was the cause of the divorce. You know, if it was a mistress situation and she was the mistress, that is kind of weird. But people just, you know, especially mistresses, when they finally get the man, if they get him, they want to act like this is my happy little perfect family bubble. And I know how I got him, but I'm going to pretend that's not the way I got him. And everybody tries to just make nice. Everybody just wants to make nice and get through life. And while there's a lot of collateral damage, you know, in the wake of that, but... Don't tell her she has to choose because that's a no-win situation. You're putting in her then in a bad spot with her husband, and she's got she knows she's got to keep her man happy. And I'm telling you what, a lot of times, if a if it comes down between my husband or my friend, yeah, I got to sleep with him every night, not you, and that might backfire on you ultimately.
1: Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. My husband and I got married in October, but have been together for four years. I have two children from a previous marriage. My son is sixteen, and my daughter is nine. My husband has a son from a previous relationship who is four and a half. We are having major issues when it comes to discipline. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm a super strict parent. However, I think kids need rules and guidance to learn responsibility and respect. My husband will not discipline his son at all. Mm. His four-year-old chooses what and when he wants to eat, what he wants to wear, throws fits like a two-year-old, and is very disrespectful Mm -mm. to me. His diet at our house consists of a pile of shredded cheese, popsicles, cottage cheese, fish sticks, Anything he wants, he refuses to try anything we cook. Mm. On the other hand, my husband doesn't have an issue disciplining my daughter or telling me what I am doing wrong with my kids. Mm -hmm. I've had several discussions with him about the way he allows the bad behavior, and he says he doesn't want to discipline or fight with his child the whole time he's with us since we only have him four days one week and two days the next. I have my kids more. However, I still share custody with their father, so I do not agree with that excuse. I've tried to step in at times and discipline my stepson, but he always goes to his father crying and then gets his way. Mm-hmm. I also think he hears the negative remarks about me from his biological mom, so mm-hmm. I have been pegged the bad guy. Yeah. I'm to the point where I dread the time we have with him, which is not the way it needs to be or should be. Anytime I say anything about his son's behavior now, I am told to stop talking.
2: Mm. I just
1: don't know what to do from here. Please help. Jacqueline who joins oh. us on the phone.
2: Jacqueline, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. It's it does awful. suck. And you're going to end up mm-hmm. resenting that kid every time he comes over and that's All not right. right. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, your husband's dealing with, you know, the guilt of the divorce and the kid going back and forth. So he's got a lot of guilt with that. And so he's being mm-hmm. real permissive and easy because he wants to be the fun dad. He, you know, come to yeah. my house and it's fun, fun, fun. And that's no fun for you. Yeah. That's just, it that sucks for you. And I hate it because it causes tension in the marriage. So I'll tell you what I did. Cause you know, we have a blended family as well. And what we had mm-hmm. to do is one night, cause there was just, it wasn't necessarily huge disciplinary action issues because I've been very blessed that, you know, in my case, I didn't have run amok kids that were just brats. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky. So it's 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 not the same level. You're, you got a little brat on your hands and I'm sorry about that. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but we had to sit down and, you know, my husband and I were on the same page when it came to this. It's like we need to have a family meeting we just need to have a family meeting. And you just explain and it's hard with a four and a half year old who is confused going back and forth and his little world's been rocked and he doesn't really understand what's going on. But there has to be a family meeting where, you know, we have to agree to a certain set of rules and how things are going to be. Now, our family rules were this, you can't take food upstairs because we had, you know, kids leaving food up there and it ended up becoming little science experiments underneath the bed so it was things like that as far as just housekeeping rules and no phones at the table during dinner rules things like that things that were bothering alan and me about the situation and then just housekeeping rules like the rule is you know, if you leave something in the living room, you have to take it back to, you know, it has to be in its proper place. Just little whatever rules it is that work for his little four and a half year old mind. And the same for the nine year old and the 16 year old is, you know, not fair to put all the rules just on the, the little kid. And, you know, what my husband and I did, we wrote these things down. We also got the kids input on it because kids like responsibility too it's like i want to you know i want to be in charge of you know the dustbuster or whatever and give them like what yeah. kind of household chore would you like to be responsible for junior and he might tell you i want to help clean out the dishwasher or something you might be surprised and then you ask the 9 year old the 16 year old and then you know tell them your expectations but also get their input right get them to add to the list and we made a list for the kids and we had each one of them sign it like a contract yeah, and it was it was really good. The kids, because they were not just being told what... It's been so long since we did this. It's coming back to me as I'm talking to you. We sat down at the kitchen table, all of us, and said, you know, what What do you think you should do? And what do you think is the right thing to do? Okay, and this is what we think. And then you came to an agreement. You put that down on the list. And you made like a family contract. Right. and um, And then you had everybody sign it, including us. Okay. They have to have some boundaries. And you have to have some help because... This is just going to disintegrate your marriage if you don't, you I know, know. right. It is. Mm-hmm. Hopefully your yeah, husband's it, it open to some of it. Yeah, but you have to also kind of come at your husband from like, I get it. I know it's hard for you because, you, you know, your family's broken up and you feel guilt. Like kind of sympathize with him on that level. And I know it's hard for you because mm-hmm. you don't want to be the bad guy ever. And you want to be the fun dad. But if we don't nip this in the bud and get some sort of, boundaries in place here this could destroy our marriage and you don't want that to happen either
0: right absolutely well I will definitely do that and give it a
2: try and hopefully it works but let me tell you girl I I'm sorry it sucks (laughs) I wish (laughs) I wish our lives were all like those sitcoms with blended families on tv but they're not (laughs) it's not like that at all unfortunately but good luck let me know if that family contract works if you try it Okay. Sounds good. I will. Thank you so much for your help.
1: All right. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. -bye. Dear Kelly, you are the love expert. I am. I recently reconnected with one of my best friends from high school after we both moved back to our hometown. Mm -hmm. I reached out to her a few times before we actually got to hang out. And when we did, she told me that her last group of friends cut her and her husband off due to her cheating on him with someone in that group. Oh. I was afraid to start bringing her around my group of friends for fear that something like that might happen again. And it did. I feel so betrayed that she never confided in me that she was talking to someone she met through my friend group and hurt that she never apologized for the problems she had caused. I still want to be friends with her, but I can't get over her actions. Many of my friends tell me that I should forgive her as she's happier now with the guy she met and is taking steps to divorce her husband. But I feel so conflicted on whether or not I want her in my life again. I don't want to lose a best friend that I just reconnected with after so long, and I know mistakes happen. What should I do? Conflicted Kathy.
2: Gosh, Kathy. I guess this is one of those situations where it's way the pros and cons, you know, I would want her uh, that's just, just based messy. on spec. That's messy. But, you know, we've been friends. You know, I've been friends with some people, my, my, almost my entire life. And some of them have made some, you know, questionable, um, moves, some questionable judgment calls and. You know, it's it's just been a matter of, you know, the history there with them. But there are a lot of friends I've had to let go because of, you know, they've made some really bad choices. And it's like, I can't, I just can't, you know, because... I don't I don't want
1: the responsibility of me bringing that person into the group. Right,
2: right. But you've got this one group of friends saying, oh, forgive her. She's fun. But I guess in this situation, I mean, you reconnected. So it's a long time for your past. So you're thinking about the past. And she's obviously not that. We all romanticize our past and our high school years and the people we knew. And she went a different path. And she went off, you know, and just because she's kind of. You know, in a happy place now doesn't mean, you know, a year from now she's going to decide, well, this is boring and I'm going to go have an affair with somebody else. It's like, what value is she bringing to your life? And, you know, is she going to lift you up? Is she tearing you down? And, you know, life is too short. I want my friends in my life who I choose to spend my time with to bring me joy and if i find they're causing me emotional turmoil my gut doesn't feel good when i'm around them if you go to lunch with them and you feel worse afterwards yeah that's the kind of people you don't need to be friends with so unless she's bringing you i mean and you're not obligated to maintain friendships with people even though you just reconnected with her even though she's a lot of fun yeah but a lot of fun people you know we all have those good time friends that they just embarrass you all the time or I don't know. They just, if you don't feel your best around them and she's not lifting you up, why do you want to continue this friendship? You were perfectly fine without her for a long time. You'll be perfectly fine without her if she goes away again. But she's already caused so much havoc when you just invited her back into your life for just that little moment and all this havoc is left behind. I don't know. For me personally, that sounds like too much drama and I would... Like I said, that's me. Life is short. We've all had friends that are like, oh, here she comes. Well, we've got to invite her, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. But why? It's dragging down the room. It's dragging down your spirit. So that's what I'm I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I want you to do that whole, does she lift me up? Does she bring more value to my life? Is she more of a pro than a con? Do that for yourself and and then decide what you're going to do with that friendship. Love letters,
0: love letters to Kelly.
2: Robert, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I think I'm going to go have a little something to eat, a little snack. Yeah, I'm a little
1: hungry myself. I
2: might have a little snack and maybe just go out and enjoy, you know, enjoy some nature. I think I'm going to go cleanse my mind um, and, and enjoy some nature today. That's good for the soul, don't you think?
1: Yeah, get some vitamin D.
2: Get some vitamin D. I might not even wear sunscreen just so that vitamin D really (laughs) penetrates. But I thank you all for spending just a little bit of your time with us, whether you're listening in your car, listening while you're cleaning the house, wherever you are. I just thank you so much for listening to the Love Letters to Kelly podcast. I've been doing this for so many years, and I'm just so thankful that you keep writing those letters to me, because if you didn't, I'd have no uh, advice to give to anybody, and I love giving advice. (laughs) And I thank you, Robert, for reading those letters to me this week. And... I also thank Tommy King for doing such a great job with the Love Letters to Kelly jingle today. If you'd like to sing the jingle, put your own little spin on it. If you have a letter for me, uh, something you need help with, or if you'd like to, like, say, Kelly, I heard that advice you gave. I think I would have told them something differently. I'd love to hear from you at loveletters2kelly.com. With Lucky Land you can get lucky just about anywhere.